I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Danielle Radojcin and welcome to My Big Idea, the weekly podcast from ASOS celebrating young women in business. This week, I'm talking to Natasha Yildiz and Imogen Clark, who in 2014 set up their food catering business, Left to My Own Devices, which has now grown into a supper club in East London. Here they are, talking about how they scored their big idea. Hello, Natasha and Imogen. How's it going? Good, thank you. Hi. (laughs) Good, thank you. How are you? Very good. So it's really exciting to be here, actually on location for a change. Um, we are in the, it's kind of your office and also where you guys are based for your supper clubs that you put on. Um, and also you've made an amazing cake for us. Yeah. Which is so nice. Can you just tell us what, remind me what it is again? It's uh, blueberry and lemon with a yoghurt icing. It's so good. I'm in the middle of eating it. Oh, thank you. Um, so how's it all going? Good, yeah, good. Very busy at the moment. Um, kicking in summer and doing all our takeaway lunch boxes and so there's sort of three sort of three different components to what you guys do so first off we um are a catering company and we do um catering for events and mainly uh, photo shoots and then we also open up this bit that's our office on a saturday and sunday and sell takeaway lunches um, just to explain so i probably should have said a bit more about the actual place but it's like a very it's on dalston lane in east london and it's a kind of really quite odd like long narrow room but i've been here for a supper club you did and it works really well for a long table with lots of people sitting a- around it. absolutely we had a, we had we put three long tables right down the center had 20 people for that dinner i mean that was that was fun that was a good <laughs> night <laughs> um so yeah we utilize that space i mean during <clears throat> when we're catering we utilize it as you said as an office and also as our um a place to kind of set things up, pack boxes, etc., and then we turn it into our event space. Yes. Um, and then at weekends, as I said, uh, we open up the the front section and sell takeaway lunches. That's to, just at the weekend. Just at the weekend. How many of those do you do on average a day? Um, probably about fifteen, twenty. Um, and it's obviously particularly great when the sun's shining. Everyone's absolutely loving it, taking it all to the park, and that was kind of where the idea came from basically things mm. to take things good lunches to take to the park right because when we were setting the kitchen up in uh january we found we found it was difficult to find things to eat there's i mean there's great places around here but there wasn't a, a whole lot of depth so it kind of almost sprung out of that idea yeah. that we were looking for a certain type of food to eat so we figured if there was a gap in the market that we would fill it, it. <laughs> how did you guys meet i met at liberty uh, so when when did I start there? When I first came to London from Australia, I started working at Liberty on the shop floor, in obviously in retail, and then uh, I met Natasha. What department were you in? I moved around a bit, but I was in menswear for a while and then in women's wear. Mm, so clothing? Yes, yeah, in the fashion department. <laughs> Absolutely. That was definitely <laughs> it. I, my 18-year-old self was desperate to get onto that Liberty fashion floor oh, were, were and you start there, getting were some you discounts. Were you in that bit as well? Yeah. 
<laughs> that was that was where we met in the okay. jeans, the contemporary casual room. <laughs> Amazing. A long, long time ago. <laughs> was it like bootcut jeans era? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Earl jeans, oh, Juicy Couture, tracksuits, <laughs> Maharishi. It was oh real late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> All back again now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and was that where the idea for this was born? Oh no! In Liberty. No, no, no. Oh, that was. Damn. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, it was, was a so long, romantic. It was a fifteen-year dream that we finally made come true. No, 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 no. We both, um, we both, kind of went into the press office at Liberty, and then well, you both went on to work in the press office. Yeah, um, separately and over kind of a few years separately, but we both went on to do the, the same job pretty much and worked together for a little bit in the press office, and then okay, so you know that you already knew you got along well and professional sense yes and why, where does the name come from left to my own devices it's a pet shop boys song um and it's quite i don't know what the word is it's quite um who came up with it me pet shop boys is my absolute favorite right. <laughs> i love the pet shop boys left to my own devices is a brilliant record and yes i probably would that's the line in it left to my own devices i probably would and that was where it came from yeah. i started doing some odd jobs for different people freelancing and that became the name of my company and then when okay. we started doing this that's what happened so how did it sorry there was a bit of humor in it <laughs> <laughs> kind of i guess that would I would knowing what natasha is like knowing what natasha is like i would say that there was definitely a bit of humor to it <laughs> How did you guys first have the idea for doing catering? Well, um, it was a friend. We've worked in the fashion industry all for 15 years, my entire working life. And then, um, so all my friends do that. And uh, I've always cooked and obviously have lots of people around for food. And a friend suggested that I cater for one of his shoots one day. And oh, right. so I did. That's so cool. Um, it was actually for ASOS. It was for ASOS. Oh, so that was the actually ASOS for catering. ASOS, yeah. So Natasha, well, you know, we like to do what we can. Exactly. <laughs> so it all started off with ASOS. So ASOS was the first client. What did you What did you cook out of interest? What did I make for that first job? Gosh, uh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> um, it would have been, I think, probably Chamula chicken skewers, because that mm. was always a big one at the beginning. Um, that sounds really good, because I always hear stories about people having, like, white bread sandwiches like flung on a plate and I think that was definitely part of the conversation was the, when I did work in when I was who was I working for I think it might have been Prada or somebody and we were doing shoots oh, just all Prada of, or someone yeah <laughs> sorry but I, I just can't I, can't I can't remember and we were doing loads of shoots and I, I sometimes it would be incredible the catering and other times it would be absolutely awful and that was a similar conversation I was having with Patrick, who was the first ASOS client. Yeah, Patrick Wall, who used to be our creative director, yeah. Absolutely, and um, and he said exactly the same thing, and it just didn't seem to make any sense to me that it should be below par of what you so eat what makes in good, an office. what makes good catering food on a shoot? Uh, something that's healthy, light, but filling. So what kind of things? So you've got your chicken skewers, and what oh, are the okay. other things you're doing? Then we do s- salads, um, kind of really... Yeah, filling. For wholesome salads, grain-based, vegetable-based. And you're, you always... I just want to ask the next step, actually, about the kind of food, because you guys, it's sort of Mediterranean, specifically Turkish, because you are half Turkish, mm-hmm. Natasha. Yeah. Um, so is that was that an element of the 
of the food right from the beginning. Absolutely, because it's what it's how I eat and how I cook, and it's what I've kind of grown up with and what everyone seems to like um, from me. So yeah, mm. it's always definitely part of the picture from the beginning. <clears throat> but we also thought it really suited the fashion industry as well because. You know, as Natasha's saying, having been on shoots and knowing that they can, you know, they're, they're long and they can become quite tiring. So it's, you know, to have that lunch that's going to make you feel good and not, not sleepy and feel refreshed and kind of re- reinvigorated to keep going through the yeah. day <laughs> for, you know, however many more hours that you have to go. As obviously, sometimes they're really long. But, you know, it's just kind of to make people feel better. And then was it... Uh, how did you guys get your next gig after that? Was it a word-of-mouth thing or did you start to promote yourselves? It was a word-of-mouth thing, actually. For a while... For I mean, for the first few couple of months, I think I was just doing... This was before Imogen joined. Um, I started on my own and I I think the first few months it was just ASOS and actually it was because I was at university I'd gone back to school and doing that as my way to pay my I'd gone back to university and uh, and yeah that was kind of my way to pay my way through uh, doing that and And at what point did you come come on board so I as I say for um, I came on about two years ago so Natasha had already been doing it a few months beforehand Mm -hmm. But I came in, so probably about uh, June, two years ago. And, yeah, that's where it all began for me. And when did it evolve from being catering into the other stuff, so the lunches and the supper club? When we moved into this space. So we moved here in... We got the space in December and we kind of opened the doors in January. We'd always been doing the packed lunches, though. That was always part of the offer because people go on location. So we realised that we needed to be oh, okay. able to... So you can do those to order? Well. Yeah, 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 of course. What's, so... in a, what's in a packed lunch? So in the morning, you would have a cinnamon roll and a, a layered chia yoghurt pot for breakfast. And then for Yum. lunch, you would have... Um, maybe a honey and mustard chicken thigh, a couple of salads, a nice cake like the one that you're eating now, um, and some drinks, yeah. So these people in these shoots are very lucky. Yeah, yeah they are pretty yeah. lucky. I think that every time I'm every time I'm making it, I'd actually like to yeah. at lunchtime yeah. open this box up and have this for my lunch, yeah. Um, and do you get, um, what, what about, I want to talk a bit about the supper clubs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, how many have you done now? A couple couple um so what happens and how does it well first of all how do you alert people to the fact that one's happening so if somebody wanted to come to a supper club that you were holding how would they find out about it well we're really social media driven instagram or facebook or um twitter twitter exactly or our own website but basically so if someone goes to one of your social media accounts and it's all posted there yes of course and they pay how much is it so the last one we did was £40 per head and we included a couple of drinks in that. Um, but at the moment I think we're going to bring them back down to 35 and just maybe not have so much alcohol and people can buy it. <laughs> and then just yeah. kind of, you know, so then it's let, you know, if people then do want to drink they can buy some alcohol but if they don't it can be more about the food for them. It was so cool when I came to the one here. It was a really amazing atmosphere. Like, just the music was so nice and the kind of candles and the lighting. How much thought do you put into the atmosphere? 
Oh, a lot. It's ninety percent of. I mean, obviously, food's really important. But I mean, as a restaurant, as a frequent restaurant visitor, it's really important to get the ambience right. Otherwise, yeah, it's I guess a horrible experience. I, I was quite interested to ask about that whole visual side of things because you, if you both have a background in the fashion industry. Um, the visual side is obviously a big component, am I right? And, yes. And if I, like, I was looking at your website and the images of the food are really beautiful. Um, and they've got quite a distinct look. Might, so do you want to tell me a bit about how, how you go about sort of curating it? I guess once we've done it, you know, I, once we did it once and we saw what it looked like, I guess we just simply followed the same pattern, but just photographing from above and just keeping it really clean. Who photographed them? Uh, either one of us. I mean, it's just, just done on an iPhone is it, as well. Is it? Wow, yeah. that's so, um, uh, it was important to me. It was important that I find I find food photography and food presentation. It's it uh, this trend of kind of very pretty and twee um, styling and plates and and tea towels and flowers and crockery and. Uh, it's just too much for me. I really like the stark simplicity of black and white, and I think yeah. it presents food really well. And especially when our food is so colourful and kind of vibrant, I think all of that stuff detracts from it. And it was really important to me that it was a really kind of quite stark branding. But I think that's also reflected across all of the branding. So the enamelware that we use, the way we present it when it's sent to the clients, um, even you know down to the way the kitchen is has been painted and decorated. It's all very clean, and I, I would say that's probably comes from having worked in the fashion industry for so long that maybe that those kind of aesthetics have rubbed off. And I, also, I guess it's a personal tasting as well. But and presumably that. that- helps in terms of posting on social media I mean we live in such a visual visually led age yeah, now absolutely. everything has to look great in mm. order for it to appear on social media but I guess as well it's also just keeping it really consistent right I guess you know that's the side of the branding mm-hmm. element that I've been doing for so long and obviously Natasha as well that we can use all of that to you know make it work and like I say make it consistent and just yeah <laughs> So what about your relationship? How does it work in terms of, like, how, describe an average working day. Well, it depends. If we have a job, generally they start quite early. <laughs> Obviously, people want to have their breakfast at 7, or maybe the latest would be 9. But in any case, Natasha usually has to wake up quite early. So... <laughs> yes, I do. Um, to be honest, I think that if I get here at 5 o'clock in the morning, then I'm pretty lucky. Um, really? Sometimes, like a couple of weeks ago. How do you take the bookings? By the way, if people want to book, do they book? Do they just email you? Yeah, or? it's through email. Hmm. We have. Um, and how far in advance are you, are you planning all this stuff? So thirty-six hours is what okay. we kind of allow for. We have we get that everything. Gives you time to source all the food. We get everything in every day, and and we make sure that everything's kind of made to order. So right. there's nothing kind of sitting. But, yeah. Five o'clock. Start, if although a couple if it's of the packed lunch is even earlier. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, really? here at oh, half yeah. past two in the morning. How many packed lunches are you doing? How many? So that day, I think I made forty-five packed lunches, which is why I got Whoa. here at two thirty in the morning. What I'd made? Yeah, yes, on my own. <laughs> yeah, I had a little Whoa. helper because if I'm here at half past two in the morning and it's just Imogen and I, 
well, someone needs to work for the rest of the day. So we kind okay. of split it that way. So I'll do kind of half two, lucky me, until, uh, you know, okay. 10 or something. Then Imogen yeah, takes I, over for the rest of the day. I guess the beauty of... Collect, how do the lunches get delivered? We send them off in a career. But I guess, okay. I was about to say, I guess the... the good side is that they are finished by because the lunch and the so the breakfast and the lunch go together so it's right. finished by whenever the time it's, sent, it's out. sent out so seven eight so then Natasha's day is over and as we say so then that's why we switch but um but yeah she always gets the short straw for the early <laughs> what about Imogen what up. kind of stuff are you so I do yourself with the business side of things so I'm doing the accounting and the social media, um, looking after the website, just doing some ordering of like, um, not the food ordering, obviously Natasha takes care of that. Whereas I will do like the plates and the um, packaging and all of the, all of the things that sort of back up yeah. what she is doing on her side and taking all the orders and dealing with all the different people <laughs> and do you guys balancing have, all the How do you stay in jobs. touch? Do you have a meeting? Do you, are you on WhatsApp? Well, we're just constantly, we live together. Oh. We have, right. we have the added bonus yeah, of working <laughs> and living we, together. <laughs> we just see each other all the time. How do you um, ever not work? No, you don't. That's, I mean, obviously there are good sides and bad sides to having your own business, but it's very hard to switch off. I mean, also the reason we began was because we did live in the same house, so we were able to completely overtake it with the business. You couldn't do that, obviously, if you live with another person. So we were living in the same house. We decided to do... Natasha, sorry, was already doing it. I came on board, decided it would be a really good idea to expand it and grow and, you know, take it further. But the way that we did that in the beginning without any financial backing or whatever was to do it through the house... But it obviously, there is only so long that you can do that for. It just, it's not sustainable. After we did it for about a year, and that was long enough. And then we moved into the kitchen. Right. Well. Yeah, if you can do it Maybe together, even a year then, and a half. Yeah. If it's been two years now, when we moved in January, it's probably a, a little bit longer. Yeah. But, wow. yeah. Yeah, it was, it was quite intense. intense. <laughs> to say the least. Intense. It was. But it was good. I mean, you know. But you know what? you get on well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I was also interested to see that when I was looking at your website, you post recipes mm-hmm. on the website. And I was interested to ask why you do that rather than, you know, some people are very protective of what goes into their, you know, like the secret ingredients. Um, yeah, I was just wondering what was the thinking behind doing that? Um, to make it accessible, people have asked, uh, loads of people ask every time we kind of do a job for recipes of things that have, that they've eaten and I've I'm not precious about it whatsoever I think it's I think it's wonderful that people want to try and recreate what you've been doing I think it's quite exciting so do you think you might ever do a recipe book or web you know I think she should but <laughs> I think, I think you should. we also I mean there's lots of different things that we want to do but I we were thinking about maybe doing some classes and some cooking classes sorry so you know, maybe it's a natural progression from there. Right. But um, I, as Tasha says, I think it's really nice that people want to try and cook the food that she cooks. It's it's a compliment. So, mm. you know, it's and if, if they want to know, it's sort of... It's and do you have any other plans for the future in terms of expanding, changing... Well, it would definitely be hiring another. It would definitely be recruiting some staff, and I think in recruiting the staff would be able to kind of 
make what we do run more smoothly and be able to take on more jobs, like you're saying, Imogen, absolutely. I mean, it is ridiculous when there's just the two of us, the things that you find yourself doing. I mean, there's there's no sort of... The, the string just goes on and on and on. The things, you know, like there's no sort of limit to what your job entails because she's doing one half of it and there's a lot to be done and then I'm doing the other half. But, you, you know, you're packing boxes, you're doing dishes, you're... You know, apart from going and speaking to clients, and it's just the breadth of the job is really vast. So, just finally, you've both had jobs where you've worked for other people, Liberty Mm -hmm. and so on, um, and you now work for yourselves. Um, What's better? For sure, working for yourself. For sure. Yeah, I don't think I'm suited to working with other people. <laughs> I'm not a good employee. Natasha. <laughs> well, that's we work together. <laughs> I think um, that's probably it, isn't okay. it? It's the kind but, um, of democracy of us being in it together <laughs> that makes it work. Yes. Well, that's great. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. That was Natasha Yilders and Imogen Clark talking about their big idea. I'm Danielle Radoichin. Tune in next week to hear the next My Big Idea and download previous episodes from iTunes, Acast, or your favourite podcast app. Bye! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.